Hello and welcome to the You Matter to Christ podcast. Many of our listeners and guests call this podcast an experience because throughout the variety of extraordinary people we have on the show, you'll hear stories of overcoming trauma, hitting record-breaking business goals, people forgiving the unforgivable, and yes, even miracles that will shock and inspire you. On this show, you'll hear from professional athletes, entrepreneurs, and everyday people from all walks of life. Discover the profound truth that regardless of your background or circumstances, you matter deeply to the creator of the universe. You were made for a purpose, and you matter to Christ. Get ready for inspiring stories, personal testimonies, and uplifting messages that remind us of the unchanging love and grace available to all. And remember this, you matter to Christ. Hey everybody, Chad Burmeister, and I'm your host of the Living a Better Story podcast. Today I'm with a, a good friend slash mentor who I actually ran across his book called God-Given Identity, and I couldn't just read the book. I actually had to work closely with him to truly dig deep and understand my God-given identity. Even when sometimes we think we know what it is, there's always more to discover. So Rico Macadori is the, co- is the uh, CEO founder. He's been there for four years of uh, Davidic Covenant Speaks. And he'll tell you more about what that means. I'm sure you'll want to know. So Rico, welcome to the show. Dad, thank you. Thanks so much for having me, my friend. We, uh, we went through six weeks of intensive deep dive on your book in, at the end of last year. And so it was so much fun every week looking forward to that. And, and now it seems like it's been too long. So I'm glad to have you back on here so we can re-engage. Absolutely. It was a, a, a great honor to uh, be with you and fellowship and learn at the same time, even while sharing with you. So Man, yeah, there were a lot of discoveries there. So if you, if you want to get a good book that won't take you months to read, yeah. get God given identity. It just gets you right from the beginning. If you're seeking your purpose, you don't understand why am I here on earth? Check out the book. There it is. Everybody's got a unique fingerprint. And uh, it's funny, I was just figuring out where does my fingerprint picture get hung? And I don't know, there, there's a little space right there. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. so let's help our audience get to know who you are, Rico. Um, if you were to ask your friends and family and relatives, hey, what are the three words you would use to describe me? What do you think people would say about you? What would the word you know, what words describe you best from your eyes of your friends and colleagues? Very approachable. Um, very charismatic. Uh, and also very inspirational leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Approachable, yeah. inspirational, charismatic. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Um, I like our audience to kind of get to know you, your soul level. And I think the way to do that is to go back to younger age. So five, six, seven, where'd you grow up? What are some of the, 
if you were to, if you could call it a passion when you're five or six, what'd you just love to do when you were a kid? Oh man, play basketball. Um, I, I really did uh, from a young age and, and also music as well. Um, I saw, I think it was Ray Charles or, and people like that playing and I would just bang on the piano. And one day my mom caught me and she was like, well, if you're going to bang on the piano, you guys will learn how to play it. <laughs> and so uh, I took lessons. Matter of fact, at that age of five. Um, so I'm 43 now, so I was good 38 years. Um, but it was it was, a, it was a great learning experience. And what I love to do, even when I play basketball, I would play hours upon hours. Just the passion of wow. wanting to go to the league or wanting to play professionally. Um, when I was young, watching people like Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson and so many other greats. And so that's what I was passionate about growing up. Wow. Absolutely. Man, we ran into Magic Johnson on the airplane. He sat a row in front of us. He was in first class. We were just behind first class. On the way home from our uh, our wedding, okay. we went to Aruba. And so he was mm. sitting one row ahead. So at the end, when we we're getting off the plane, hey, would you mind taking a picture? And you know, his agent was with him and his agent's like, come on. And he, he stood, let me put my arm up and around him. Right, <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, it's, it's fun when you run into, uh, to people with that much talent inside, right. of their, inside of their right. body. And we all have that much talent. We're just some, some of us don't realize where to point it sometimes. Right. Yeah. So, well, that's cool. So, um, playing instruments, it almost makes me think of now you have children and they're trying to discover what is it they're passionate about. And so it's funny because that might be a good example of something where, you know, you took the lessons and now it's part of your um, unconscious competence, right? Where it's just there, it's just built in. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's so kind of neat. All right. So if your younger self were to walk in the room today and knocked on the door, Rico, man, I haven't seen you in so long, right? And now he's look, sitting across from you and asks and, and says, hey, Rico, man, great job. High five. I thought we'd be doing a little bit more of this by now. Is there, a, is there any gaps in there where, where younger Rico might look you in the eye, the, you know, the Rico that was just learning music, the Rico that was just playing a lot of basketball? Is there anything you think that Rico might tell this Rico that said, hey, focus a little bit more on this area? Uh, yeah, musically, um, the younger Rico would be like, you still have it. Like, you, like some things are blossoming now, even that I'm, I'm seeing. But the younger Rico would be like, yeah, you, you have, you're, you're there, but you haven't tapped all the way in. It's, it's so much more that you can really give and inspire to the people uh, than what you're doing. So uh, don't hold back. Uh, but now is the time to really release and launch and let it go. And so we're taking the step by step. So if the younger me were to tell the older me, he would be like, don't settle. Mm -hmm. Like, don't settle for the opinions of people who may not be as creative as what you're envisioning. Yeah, love it. It's yeah. fun to put that mentality on sometimes because, you know, Jesus sees little children and says, come to me. And because they don't have the filters of the world on yet. So when we can unfilter and think in that mindset of what younger you would tell the current you, 
sometimes you can actually, well, that's still me. <laughs> you know, I'm, the younger me is still in there. So let them out from time to time. So right. I think that's pretty cool. Um, all right. Let, this is one of my favorite questions. There's two favorite questions. This is one of mm -hmm. them. Um, because a lot of times we, we as humans, we hit roadblocks in the way. I call it the buzzsaw moments. Um, is there one moment or a period of life that you're comfortable sharing on the podcast that, that just, you know, was tough at the time? And now looking back, you can say, oh, yeah, that was it made me who I am. Well, actually, let me tie what you asked me last time. I didn't say this, but I did say musically. But now the younger me would say the speaker version of me, which I didn't know was always there. I denied it. But now the younger me would be like, you can do that, too. There's no you can actually open the hearts of people with the music to receive the message. Right. So that definitely don't hold back. So let me go to the, the question you just asked me about a traumatic experience. I would say before I wrote this book, I just turned 40 and I went through a very rough time. Uh, mentally, even uh, physically or emotionally rather. And I was looking for outside of me trying to find the fulfillment, trying to find what would be the quick fix to take the pain away or take or get me distracted from the challenge that I was dealing with. So no, I didn't have a drinking problem or a smoking problem, but guess what? Sometimes we have other things that we utilize that can be like a temporary relief to try to avoid what we kind of must go through in order to overcome. I could no longer find the other things outside of me to do that. And I reached, I had a journey that I took. I said, what really is going on? Cause I got tired of settling. And it was at that moment, I stopped looking at like what I thought I needed and who I thought I needed. And I was reaching out here for solutions, but I had them in here all the time. So the very thing I was praying for, I was actually carrying. Mm. So I didn't know that when I went on that journey, it was my people like my aunt who told me, hey, look, I always knew I was the miracle baby. She and others in my family kind of told me that, but I didn't realize that it really was after my mom had her tooth tied and burned, she had an uncontrollable swelling in her stomach and she didn't know, they thought it was like tumorous. They ran multiple tests. So <laughs> the thing is, at the last test they ran, it was a baby test and I was there. Mm -hmm. It was in that moment where I stopped looking out here and I started really discovering more in here on the inside. And when that happened, that let me realize that my future was not ahead of me, but it was inside of me, just in seed form. And I had to, I had to say yes to activate the seed that was already there and what that did through this book, it opened up doors to where even my first opportunity to help a church rebuild their young adults ministry. That was my first, first from that, from the book to actually teaching people about what was in the book. So what you experienced, they actually experienced it first, but here it is. I was looking outside, but when I stopped and I really discovered, then I maximized what I had 
to manifest the truth and the effectiveness of what was on the inside of me for people around me who needed what I carried. What so, age were you when you discovered that your mom almost, you know, that it, that you were a miracle baby? Was that age 40 or did you learn that earlier? Well, I learned, I, I knew some years in my 20s, probably 20 so years, I knew I was the miracle baby. The element that I didn't know was that my mom carried me between seven and eight months of the pregnancy. So pretty much when I turned 40, that's when I found out it was in the last trimester that she carried me. So really, it was impo that was impossible to man for me to even be here. So they thought, hey, we didn't want any more kids. We're taking off tubes, tying them up, burning them. God had another plan. They thought it was something else. Technology isn't what it is today, of course. But, hey, a miracle happened. That's how I found out it was a miracle. But the fact that I found out or she found out between seven and eight months, that's like the last trimester. Yeah, right. That's pretty Like, incredible. how could you hide? I mean, that, that yeah, was a you're like, huh, something's going on down here. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Right. right. Yeah, that's neat. Mm -hmm. Wow. So... That really must have been a big, a big discovery. I mean, what a cool, what a cool thing. And how do you, you know, it's like the second chance. A lot of people get their second chance later in life. You had a second chance before you were born. <laughs> didn't realize it. <laughs> yeah, didn't realize it. Wow. Um, okay, so this question, God shows up for people in different ways. Sometimes mm -hmm. you pray something and then he talks to you in a vision or you hear him at night. Other people never hear from him, right? They, they, it's like, well, you know, I just have faith. Have, have you undeniably, when did God undeniably show up for you? Or when did you hear from him? Or what's a time you can think of that was just so vivid where it was uh, obviously God? Besides well, the tube tie situation, because <laughs> we already did that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was when I was in the United States Navy. Back in 2003, I was, I remember I was in a compartment and we had what we call cleaning stations, right? So it was a time we had to clean for like 30 minutes before we kick our day off. I remember, because I was in the middle of nowhere, like the sky and the water are like kissing each other, which means I was nowhere near home. Like we were miles and miles away. And come to find out in that compartment, or in that station, I, I couldn't run anymore. Like, where else was I going to go? I mean, I'm stuck on a ship in the middle of nowhere. It was at that moment I finally said yes to his voice. To, to, to like, hey, look, yes, I've called you to minister my word. Now, I had to say yes to that first before what you see now in terms of speaking on identity leadership. And see, I had to say yes to that. And what I denied for so long was because I'm a pastor's son. And so my dad still pastors to this day. And I didn't want any part of a ministry or church. I thought when I went to the Navy, that was it. I, I literally did until God tricked me through my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time. And like, I couldn't, he made an offer I couldn't refuse. <laughs> so um, that was a turning point for me in 2003 
Wow. Was this your own room or was it a bunk bed situation or how did that work? Well, yeah, we had bunk beds, but in the compartment where I was, I was an elect. I was I was a shipboard electrician, so it was one of the power stations or one of the power rooms. And I had to sweep, and I'm seeing a picture of it right now. Like, as yeah. I'm even I mean, I think of the ships I've gone on and toured. Yeah. You know, I've been on cruise ships; those are different. Uh, yeah. But when I've gone on like a battleship or a submarine. And you can just envision, in fact, I took my son on one and we stayed overnight, but it was one where it's like 16 bunks all in one area. Yours yeah. was a little smaller compartment, it sounds like. Yeah. It was. It was the USS Carl Vincent, CBN 70, uh, aircraft carrier, nuke aircraft carrier. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what's interesting is if you think about people who go to prison, they experience what you just talked about and it's, mm-hmm. it's a forced reckoning almost where, Hey, now you got your time. And mm-hmm. I've heard stories from people like Jarvis and Billy and, and others who mm-hmm. it be, they find God in there in a big way or God finds them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us who don't have that experience of the box in your case on a ship and you, you were paid to be there or in the case of people that, that go to prison, um, how is there anything that you can recommend to somebody? Because you had that moment in 2003. It's vivid for you. You can go back and relive it. Mm-hmm. Is there any way that we can, as people that don't live in that box for a period of time, how do we, how do we find that important spot in life? You know, that conversation with God. Well, that's a great question. (laughs) I found it at the end of my road. I I could no longer, like, your back is against the wall. Like, where else are you going to go? Like, you can try to hide and hide. And a lot of times your gifts are already there. Sometimes your gifts are really a clue to what you already should do. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to do it. But I believe we're all at the time when we try to run from certain calls. I believe we're, the time really kind of like, pressure us to like, hey, you're either going to step up or get wiped out. And I, I just believe when you get to that moment where you can't settle anymore, you, you, you can't, you, you know, you're at, you know, like there's more to life than what I've been settling for. Until you get tired, you won't change. That, that, and for me, that's how it happened. That's how I realized I had to look outside of myself to him to see who I was in him. Wow. And that, that, my friends, when you look at how faith is such a very important part, you're going to hit rough patches in life to where you can't figure it out on your own. You're going to need his higher wisdom to help you see what's already there. And once you say yes and surrender, the very thing you were like praying for, it could be like staring you right in the face the whole time. It's just that you, you, the packaging wasn't as attractive. See, a lot of times we have great things that are in us, but it's not packaged like the way we see it. For example, case in point, look at Naaman in the Bible. Naaman wanted to be healed 
with just a touch of the prophet's hand. But the healing process for Naaman was to go dip in the nasty Jordan River. So think about it. He's like, at first, he's like, no, I don't want to dip in that Jordan River. Not, that's that's kind of like beneath me. No, you should just like, no, it's almost like trying to trying to negotiate God to be like, you got to heal me this way. If you heal me this way, I could say that's you. But no, notice that even God didn't change his mind. He's like, nope, this is the way it's going to be. You're either going to dip in that Jordan or you're going to stay with the leprosy. Which one is it going to be? So that's how I, I equate it when you get to that point in life where, hey, you tried everything. You've run out, almost run out of options. You can't go to Google anymore. You can't go to DuckDuckGo anymore. You got to go to the source and you know. And when you get to that point, that's when you can be open to surrender to like, what is the plan that you have for me? What is what is this? How 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 can I really get to the life I keep seeing in my 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 vision and dreams? But I I can't get there the path that I'm going. Yeah, that's how it's going to work. Yeah, I know. Really yeah. Like that. Yeah. Man, it's as you describe this, I'm looking out my windows, just going, yeah. "This is the dream that I've always envisioned." And mm -hmm. and. I had a tough year last year with three traumatic events. Yeah. Like usually people have one in a year and they three hit me. Boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. And yet I had faith. I persevered and I surrendered and it was, I've surrendered more than ever. And, and it's like, and when you do that, the most amazing things can happen when you, when you remove all the friction and say, God, yeah. you just show me where the ball, what, what hill should I be rolling down? <laughs> and, yeah. and then it becomes a lot less frictionful, you know? It's pretty yeah. neat. Well, God-given identity, tell our listeners what are the core pieces of it. Like right from the beginning, I just couldn't put the book down. And I, I bought like five or maybe more copies than that and gave them to friends and family and other people. But what are the core chapters of the book? You know what? I'm looking right at it. God's purpose for humanity, number one, chapter one. I would always say that, right? Because once you understand the overall heart and his intent of why he made us, now it begins to settle you down to be like, okay, I understand the power my purpose carries. Chapter three, right? All of them are very important. But when you really like, if I had like a chapter to really help you kind of see, it's definitely the first one. Yeah, right. Why Why do humanity in the first place? Yes. Why? When he had, he, he could have done it himself or he had enough worship already from angels. Mm -hmm. So why would he need us? So when you look at it from that perspective, he wanted to extend his heavenly realm into a physical realm. Right. And live. He wanted to mirror his image through his children to really be of influence in an earth. So in other words, he had an idea, connected that idea with purpose and put both the idea and the purpose on the inside of you. Therefore, you came to earth already loaded. So there's not a time you're going to be wondering, well, should I? I don't have. No, it's not that you don't have. It's there, but it's just not. It's coming in a way that you haven't recognized yet. So, so it would to say that you don't have is to say, or reverse Genesis chapter one, verse 20, 26 to 29, where it says, uh, be fruitful and multiply. See, see, notice 
In order to be fruitful, that means you've already got seed. To be fruitful with, he didn't say be seedful. Big difference. Mm -hmm. So, so when it comes to this book, these eight keys, uh, I think are really pivotal to you that I think are going to really help you get, go from self-awareness to self-discovery to significance. No matter what your background is, whether you're in ministry as a pastor, even a business entrepreneur, leader, corporate leader, once you find who you are, right, then you also discover the why, What's, what problem made your birth necessary? Then that positions you to understand the what. What have you been authorized to do? What keys do you have to unlock? Next, the who, which is the mind and hearts of the people you're called to. Man, yeah. Wow. Well, amazing conversation. Uh, if people want to reach out to you, Rico, how would they get a hold of you? Hey, real quick, real simple. I can, you can go, yes, to Calendly. I normally utilize that. Um, Calendly.com slash Rico McAdory, R-I-C-C-O-M-C-A-D-O-R-Y. Uh, definitely you can catch me on LinkedIn, uh, Rico S. McAdory as well. And wow, and RicoMacadorySpeaks.com. So that's how you can reach out to me directly. If they want to hear your music, where would they where would they find that? Uh, yeah, you can go to YouTube and just type in my name, Rico, R-I-C-C-O-S, like Sherrod, McAdory, M-C-A-D-O-R-Y. Put in dash, I believe. That is actually the song that's out now. The audio has been out for since last year, but we're actually didn't ready to release an official music video of that song uh, coming up this month. So you, you might want to tune in. Wow. Well, maybe that's that's how you'll be here in in spirit is we could play that video in uh, in mid-February. That would be great. Awesome. 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 All Thanks right, for- Rico. Well, I'm glad to hear your family's doing great. Uh, yeah. You look great as always. And thank you so much for sharing your testimony with, with all of us today on Living Better Story podcast. Hey, by the way, since you didn't know, this right here, only one me. It's actually in connection to this. That's so true. what I'm going to do, Chad, you, you'll you'll get the message. I'll, I'll actually, I have a link that actually is on a direct site. So now people can actually go to. So once I get that finished, I'll definitely get that to oh, you. Oh, good. We'll put it in the show notes. So look below. We'll have it in the show notes. Only one me. It's so appropriate in today's world. Um, we just launched the book. Um, called Be Your True Colors. And it's a fish that discovers that he's not just gray, but that he's got all kinds of different colors on his body. And he, and he goes to point out that, you know, other people also have amazing colorful spirits. So uh, that I'm look, I posted on Facebook and I only have 200 people I'm connected to. And like a dozen people already said, where can I order a copy? <laughs> yeah, I saw I, I, I saw that, man. I, that, hey, look, I'm proud of you, and keep writing. And let me say, let me correction right quick. You see, it's only one me. Actually, the back was on. This actually got reinvented, so we're actually doing new orders. So this will only be there. This is a signal. We still have these, but a new shirt 
is going to have the fingerprint that you see on the back is going to be on the front. So, oh, uh, I love the fingerprint idea. Yes, it's not, it's it's already uh we already talked to the manufacturer about it. And um so people wow. have already started to order about it and I wanted to let you know that I do have the link for that order, but I'm I'm trying to work out something to where I could actually have both the bundle, like the book and the shirt for people. Uh, as well so definitely i'll keep you posted you can put in the show notes amazing all right everybody thanks for joining another living a better story podcast rico as always love talking with you brother love it god's peace thank you for listening to another thank you for joining us on the you matter to christ podcast we hope this journey has reminded you of the incredible truth that your life holds immense value and significance to christ as you go about your day may you carry the assurance that no matter what you face, you are deeply cherished and loved. Remember, you matter to Christ. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with others who may benefit from this message. Stay tuned for more transformative episodes where we continue to explore the depth of God's love and grace. Until next time, Remember that you are not alone. Christ's love is with you, guiding and strengthening you every step of the way. May your life be filled with hope, purpose, and the knowledge that you matter to Christ.